You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, happy Friday from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, February the 7th, 2020, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Uh, unfortunately for all of us investors, there's some tough, tough news out there on coronavirus. Uh, which I think is, I spend more time looking at that than I do gold stocks these days, which might tell our listeners something. And I certainly suggest that they should be doing that as well. Uh, but uh, there's still uh, lots of reasons for optimism in our particular industry, but that's about the only one. So let's take it from there. Let's do. And uh, before we get started, I, I do want to remind everybody, one of the best things that Sprott Money does all year is our signature sale, that takes place every February. We talked about this last week, so we're going to talk about it again this week. It is now week two of the signature sale, which means there's a whole new list of products on sale for you at SprottMoney.com, including one of Eric's favorites, the Sprott Gold Wafer. Remember those from last year, Eric? Mm, they are wafer thin. Um, they are offered at a special price, but you got to go to SprottMoney dot com to check it out you'll find that and everything else on the deals page at sproutmoney.com but of course hey heck with that you can just call us 888-861-0775 to uh learn more about the wafers and everything else that sprout money has to offer all right my friend uh there is a lot of news but we're going to focus on the big picture this week and the biggest part of that picture is this growing uh epidemic becoming a pandemic, and the global economic impact of said virus. What do you, what's on your mind, my friend? Well, uh, well, first of all, just to remind the listeners, I think the first time you and I mentioned this was two, two weeks ago. At that time, there were 200 cases in the world. There's 31,000 now. That's a one hell of a big increase in two weeks' time. And uh, I've seen uh, artificial intelligence numbers that suggested that by March 15th, we could have 2.5 billion cases and 53 million deaths. It's just an extension of numbers. It's not my prediction. It just takes the rate of growth and moves it forward. And when you're compounding at 20 and 30 and 40 percent a day, believe me, the number, we all know the numbers grow fast. And uh, that looks like what's happening. Um, so that's our marker here that we have right now. And of course, today, I think there was something like 3,100, uh, uh, new cases and something like 70 deaths. Um, and of course the most disappointing one was that there's a whistleblower doctor who, uh, uh sent out on the uh, social media that, uh, we seem to have a strange bug here, a cor- coronavirus, whatever. And, uh, the, of course, the Chinese police came in and told him to shut up and sign here. Don't ever talk about this again. Well, that poor doctor contracted a disease, and he died yesterday. Yeah, uh, He tried to help, but the system uh, was not ready to have people hear the real news. Uh, so I want to talk about some of the other things that are happening. Well, first of all, let me talk about some of the stupidity that's going on. So, for example, I read an article at Indonesia and say, well, we brought back 263 people from Wuhan. Uh, they're all in isolation. Uh, we're not going to test them because they're not showing the signs yet. 
but we'll test them if they show signs. And of course, you know, we all know that it can take 14 days for it to manifest the sign, but the guy can have it for 14 days. What are these guys reading? These are people in the health business. I'm a chartered accountant reading this stuff, and I know better than that. They should be tested. It's, it's almost like testing the 273 people on the, the boat in Yokohama. And one, the first time they got 10, the next day they got 10. Yesterday they got 41. Don't put that into your AI and extend how quickly we're going to be there, i.e. a 300% gain in cases in one day. And uh, I would like everyone to realize if you're on a cruise line, that the last guy off in Yokohama is going to get off 14 days after the last guy's been cleared. And who knows what year that'll be. We'll see. So don't go on a cruise ship. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, interesting day. I'm just giving data points here so people kind of understand the significance. Of it. Well, first of all, on the cruise ship, that's all human to human, okay? So anybody who says it's not human to human is bullshit. That's all human to human. In uh, the UK, they had their third case. He came from Singapore and never was in China. So again, human to human. Um, the stress on the supply chains is becoming crazy. There was an uh, article I'm reading about uh, how there could be hundreds of millions of chickens die in China. There's no feed. You know, you got to feed people and animals for them to survive. Um, we have uh, Foxconn saying to their, uh, the supplier of the apple parts, don't show up in that plant for a while or until further notice. And I think you're just going to keep getting these things extending out. As, as we're already seeing from the cruise ship, and the reason I take the cruise ship, close quarters, rampant expansion. Close quarters, rampant expansion. Okay, don't go to work. That's what the Chinese would be saying to people. In fact, I think I read today that they got 400 million people in lockdown now. Yep. Something like that. That's a third of the country. Well, right, and what's the impact going to be for the rest of the world's economy? You know, we, we, we buy things. What's going to happen to Amazon with all their Chinese products that won't be delivered? I can go on and on and on of the various companies, things, uh, industries, that are going to be decimated here. Now, everybody might say it might be a short time. Sure, it might be a short time. And there might be a lot of uh, uh, Ill, uh, not well people at the end of it all, too. And the total uh, restructuring of, of the economy that has to go on. How about, how about paying your debt when you have no income? Yep. You know, you can't sell anything, but your banker wants, the, wants his debt payment. I mean, there's all kinds of things that people have to think about. And I, I just think, oh, oh here, there's another one. India has three cases, but 5,400 under investigation. Oh, jeez. 5,400 under investigation. Well, you tell me if you're a thinking person, what percent of those people are going to get sick? Okay? Oh, my gosh. And a lot of them are in isolation already. But they're not sick. But they're in isolation. Sure, they're not sick. Anyway. You got to really uh, be on your toes here. Uh, I saw a very interesting article which should tell a lot of people what some other people think. Ericsson announces they're not going to a, a telecommunication conference in Barcelona 
that's taking place this month. This month, they're not going. Well, why aren't they going? It's a low probability of being infected, the government and health officials tell us. I guess Erickson doesn't read it that way. Maybe they have their own artificial intelligence. Who knows? Uh, anyway, I, I just think it's telling uh, that those kind of decisions are being made already. Because yeah. people who are can see ahead can see what's likely to happen here. Well, and, That's it on the coronavirus. Yeah, and, and, Unless and, you have a further question. Well, I do, actually. Because we need to relate this, I think, to, I mean, obviously personal hygiene and health and all that kind of stuff. And you and I both know Chris Martinson and he's doing a terrific job. I mean, his, he's a PhD in neurotoxicology and neuropathology. So he knows what he's talking about and he's doing a great job updating everybody every day. And he talks about just simple precautions like owning N95 face masks, maybe buying yourself some elderberry, you know, syrup or gummies, things like that for your immune system. That's stuff everybody can take. But on a big picture, what how this really relates to gold and silver is what you're getting at. And we should probably talk about that because people need to think, I mean, yeah, maybe the stock market's going up, but maybe that's only because banks are front-running an inevitable infusion of massive central bank cash to try to keep the global economic system afloat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty surprising, well, for me, to think about anything positive coming out of this okay but but the way you put it uh because we have this funny situation where the central banks think they can cure everything with money and, and of right. course they can i guess they can cure the market the financial markets with money yes they can right i mean they'd end up owning everything and everyone will become billionaires um but of course the one area that i think would benefit the most by that if it was if that's what they did it would be precious metals because everyone would realize the fallacy of it all is, you know, GDP's down 5%, stock market hits record highs. Right, uh, right. Joe Blow's sales down 25%, stock hits record high. Right. Uh, I think they'd get it after a while and realize, you know, where's the best place to be? Well, what is the true safe haven here? So hopefully that would help. And Eric, if you can address too, because you talk about people working in close quarters. We had a couple of questions this week from people wondering about Chinese silver production. They're one of the, the biggest yeah. silver uh, suppliers yeah. in the world. They're also, they demand a yeah. lot of silver. Would you want to work yeah. in a mine in China? No, I would not want to work in a mine. And I'm just imagining going down in what they call the skip or the cage, you know, where they jam all the miners in. And they're all, believe me, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Till they get to the bottom of the, of the, uh, the ramp. And, uh, no, they'd have to stop all that stuff. I mean, that is, that's worse than being on a cruise ship. Uh, so no, it would, uh, would be very negative. Uh, then again, I mean, who knows? I mean, what about demand? I don't know. I, it, it's such a complicated thing to predict because events are changing rapidly, right. rapidly. Right. Like for example, I'm supposed to be speaking to PDAC in a month. Do I think that that's up in Toronto? Uh, prospectors and developers convention. Do you think it's really going to go on? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of debating that it would be silly to go there of all places to go. That would be the craziest place to go. But, uh, you know, so people got to start making those decisions. Right. You know, what do you, what do you do with your life? What do you do with your business? What do you do with your employees, your customers, your whatever? And, um, it, it's not, there's not any good news out there on that front. And, and again, that's a perfect example of the economic slowdown because 
Uh, it, people don't fly into Toronto for that. People don't stay at hotels for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, this and just think of that. Don't then, go to dinner. They don't go to soon, dinner. They won't go to sporting. They won't go to sporting events pretty soon. Exactly. Speaking of close exactly. encounters. And anybody, yeah. anybody knows. I mean, if you've been paying attention for the last dozen years, as you said, the central bankers think they can cure anything with cash. So you know what's coming. Yeah, I like <clears throat> your word cure. There you go. Actually, I stole it from you. All right, my friend. Anything else on your mind before we get uh, to some of these stocks? Uh, not, well, the only thing, I, mean, I, I keep watching these commitment of traders reports, which aren't giving us many signals other than one. I mean, the, the gold short interest, I think, is down about 150,000 contracts from 800 to 650. And all of that, with the, the people covering their shorts have got to be losing money which is a, a rarity here. And um, I found it interesting today that we had the, uh, the job number, which was theoretically good. And for a nanosecond, gold was down. And I'm pretty sure the reason it was only a nanosecond, because everyone knows who cares about today's job reports. Right. It's going to mean nothing. Imagine two weeks from now as we're reporting, you know, 100,000 new people get the coronavirus. We're not going to be worried about any job reports. So, <laughs> Right. The, the the Dow didn't do much, the uh, gold didn't do much, the dollar didn't do much, because we got more important things to think about. That's right. Like, the, who cares what the December PMI or the fourth quarter GDP was, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that'll be predictive. Yeah. All right. Hey, and we're already about uh, almost 14 minutes into this, so I probably better speed us along a little bit. Though, I guess okay. if people are staying home all weekend long, what else they got to do but listen to you and I? Um, yeah, let's just keep chatting. I yeah. do have, I've got a, a, another a list of names for you. And again, uh, yep. thank you for submitting names and questions for us. I ask Eric about all of these before we get started. If he doesn't have an opinion, then I don't ask him. So if you don't hear uh, the name of your company, like a Rover Metals, it's because Eric didn't, didn't have an opinion on it. But we do got opinions on a couple. People want to know first about um, a, a joint venture investment you made into something called the Galena Complex. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a Galena mine in Idaho uh, that's being run by uh, America Silver. And uh, some time ago, I'm going to guess about two months ago, uh, they made a proposal that I would buy a, a 25% joint venture in the mine. And uh, because of my uh, sort of belief that silver is so massively undervalued, I, uh, I went for that. Um, I don't have any reports on how things are going there yet. Um, but as, as people can appreciate, I, I, I buy it because I think silver is going to 50 or a hundred dollars. Okay. So I'm not worried day to day what's happening. I'm, I'm worried, you know, I'm not worried. I'm hopeful of what's going to happen, uh, two and three and four years from now. I hear you. I, I fight that at TF metals report every day because everybody wants the stocks to go up every single day, it seems. And we've got to keep our eyes on the big picture. Uh, no question totally. about that. Uh, here's a big picture stock uh, that we haven't yeah. discussed for a few weeks, and that would be RNC. Yeah, uh, RNC, uh, uh, nickel, Royal Nickel, uh, Australia. Uh, they seem to be uh, doing much better. I think their projection is something like 100,000 ounces this year. Now, I don't really know the market cap right offhand, uh, but I would suspect that it's probably half of what might be typical of a producer like that. Uh, 
And I, it looks like they have more opportunity there with uh, the acquisition they had that there might be some interesting uh, uh, places to explore and find and, and develop quickly. Uh, we still haven't come up with the, the sort of big uh, nugget effect hit uh, in the beta hunt line, but that can happen at any time. i got to believe there's going to be some rather big hits that can be quite instrumental in changing the uh, fundamentals for that company very quickly. So uh, I'm a big owner. Um, I haven't bought it in quite a while, but uh, I like it here. Uh, I think it's a Pilbara company. We talked about uh, often, well, not often, but several times last year. People asked about DeGray because they had uh, some uh, results that they posted yesterday. But I, and so I know a lot of people are wondering your opinion on that, but I know you haven't had a chance to look at it yet. So I'll remind you next week. Yeah. That okay. we'll, uh, we'll we'll take a look that. at the gray next week. Uh, how yeah. about Ely? Ely, yeah. Uh, it was just announced that I sold a royalty to them. They're a royalty company. I sold a one half one percent interest in the uh, Jared Canyon royalty to them in return for shares of uh, Ely. And uh, I've, I'm now pushing thirty percent of that company, thirty percent ownership. Uh, as most listeners would know, uh, they have a 2% royalty on the Fenland property that uh, Walbridge is, is exploring. And, of course, I'm, I get very excited by the prospectivity of Walbridge, the Fenland, I should say, and Walbridge. Uh, and, and I think that the market has had, had mispriced uh, the value of those royalties uh, in Ely. And here's the way I look at a royalty. Uh, so, for example, if uh, Walbridge had 10 million ounces, they'd produce 500,000 ounces a year. 500,000 ounces a year, 1% gives you 5,000 ounces in you for your royalty. 2% gives you 10,000 ounces. 10,000 ounces are worth $15 million, which is 20 million Canadian per year of revenue. And that 20 million per year of revenue could uh, trade at uh, sort of a multiple of at least 15, so that's uh, 300 million in market cap, and Ely has a market cap of about 80, and I mean, two weeks ago it was 60. And that's just for the the Fenelon royalty. And they got lots of other royalties, uh, including, of course, the Jerry Canyon one that will produce another million bucks a year or so. I, I think it's been unrecognized, and uh, I think there might be some opportunity there. And let's wrap up with Kirkland Lake. You've been—we've uh, been talking sure. about this now for a couple of weeks. One couple of things they've been fighting is the stock is now down maybe twenty, twenty-five percent from its all-time highs a few months ago. You had the the dilution due to detour. You had the—you mentioned a couple of weeks ago whether production would slow because of the fires in Australia, yeah. and then then the crazy news this week was that they found there was some mine that was mothballed that they were thinking about reopening and it was full of some kind of like endangered bat. <laughs> what what I else wasn't can you even add aware here? Of that. Oh yeah, I wasn't that's even aware of that. That's a hilarious story. It was a mine that has been mothballed. I mean, like you know, I'm, I'm picturing it like planked shut, you know, with like wood planks, and yeah, they're yeah. going to go back in there, and they found a bunch of endangered bats, and the Australian government said yeah. they can't do it. <laughs> oh my God, I, I wasn't even aware of that. I, I'm spending so much time looking at the coronavirus. I'm not obviously staying with my investee companies, uh, so I'm not sure which particular mine that is in Australia. Uh, but I think if I had to try to explain the weakness, first of all, there's a big short campaign that's always gone on in this stock. And, uh, you know, they get aggressive from time to time. I think that's part of it. 
Uh, I think the other part might be now that the uh, merger's gone ahead, those detour shareholders who voted against the deal, they might have just said, hey, I'm just going to sell my position here. Yeah. So uh, that could have been a lot of stock. I forget what the number was, but it's in the 80s. So let's say 15% didn't vote for it. So that would uh, cause about 10 million shares to come for sale. Um, you know, if they're that disenchanted, they would sell. Uh, I listened to a presentation that Tony McCooch gave uh, out in Banff uh, just a few days ago, about a week ago. And he did emphasize that... Uh, very, very likely to be significant changes in the dividend and uh, very, very likely that there'll be a major uh, buyback of the shares program. I mean, this company's going to have a lot of cash flow here with uh, having used shares to buy Detour. Of course, you get all the cash flow and you you didn't pick up any debt in the process because you issued shares. But that money is available for whether it's dividends or buybacks or investment in exploration or investment in some other company, but they'll have a lot of cash flow. Uh, there was a report written just today, actually, uh, recommending that, you know, okay, we've gone low enough. The, uh, the technical indicators suggest it should turn around here. We're going to have a good earnings report. I think it's coming out on, uh, I think, the 19th of February. I'm not 100% certain of that. But uh, it should be a pretty good number and, and might be the uh, – the item that uh, turns it around for Kirkland here. Yeah, and I still think big picture. I mean, I don't think they're going out of business. So nope. <laughs> something that nope. might, I don't know, buy the dip, I suppose, is what, is what yeah. I keep telling myself, at least. Uh, all yeah. right, my friend, we're about ready to wrap up. Anything else on your mind before we go? No, my mind is now empty. Thank all right. You. Fair enough. And hey, uh, it, it should what should be on everyone's mind, there's a segue for you. It's tax season uh, now that we are into February. And just one more reminder, we've got just a few spots left for the upcoming Sprott Registered Investments Lunch and Learn coming up on the 18th of February in Toronto. The Sprott team is partnering with Quest Trade to share with you how you can add precious metals to your registered investments Plus, we can also talk about current opportunities in gold, silver, everything else. Book your spot by emailing us at submissions at SprottMoney.com. Or, of course, there's that number again. Just give us a call, 888-861-0775. Eric, go get yourself some elderberries if you don't have them already. And uh, we'll talk again next week. I have all of those things except elderberries. I'm loaded up with vitamin C. I'm loaded up with vitamin D3, and I suggest everyone else do the same and get some elderberry, except I couldn't find it. You, you know, like the little uh, uh, the gummies that, like, your grandkids eat, you know? That's yeah. What, that's what they taste like. I, I'd eat a I, handful. I have those. I have them here somewhere. Oh, they're In fact, delicious. I can, t- I can tell you that right now I'm speaking through my mask. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, man. You have a good good weekend. Thanks for your time, Eric. And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday.